0: Ha ha ha!
1: We would like to welcome you to another edition of The Jazz Show on CITR FM 101.9 or on your trusty computer, www.citr.ca, for live streaming. And we'd first of all like to thank each and every one of you who donated to our annual Fun Drive this week, which uh, wrapped up on March the 8th. And it was, uh, once again, quite a successful fund drive. And we're very grateful to anybody uh, out there who donated some of their hard-earned cash to CITR and uh, all of its endeavors. So thank you, thank you, thank you. My name's Gavin Walker, and we have some of the very best in jazz music right here, and on this edition of The Jazz Show. And as usual, our jazz feature is happening tonight. And to kick things off is our jazz feature. You know, jazz music is full of families. And I do mean that literally. We have the famous Detroit Jones family with the great drummer Elvin, trumpeter, composer, band leader Thad, and the eldest, the late great Hank Jones, one of the finest piano players ever to grace the planet. Then we had the Adderley brothers, Julian Cannonball, Julian Cannonball Adderley and his brother Nat. We had the Brubeck family. Dave Brubeck and all of his sons were musicians and they all play uh, and have played together in the Brubeck family band. Chris Brubeck, Dan Brubeck, wonderful drummer who spends um, a lot of his time right here in Vancouver. He loves Vancouver. Darius Brubeck and Matthew Brubeck. So those are only three of um, illustrious jazz families, but there's one other. And the middle brother of this family is the jazz feature artist this evening. And I'm talking about the redoubtable Heath family from Philadelphia. The great, one of the great bass players in jazz and one of the longest standing members of the modern jazz quartet was bassist Percy Heath the eldest of the Heath brothers, the late, great Percy Heath. Then we have the youngest of the Heath brothers. He's not so young anymore, but he's still active and um, has traveled all over the world, played with literally everybody. And I'm talking about Albert Heath, whose nickname is Tootie, Albert Tootie Heath. But we're talking about the middle brother here. And he is... 92 years old and he's still active he still plays he conducts and composes and he's had a a few minor health crises but his energy and his presence is happening and he's 92. a couple of years ago he appeared in the vancouver international jazz festival and he was one of the highlights Um, playing at uh, Pyatt Hall with uh, a very fine group of young musicians. And uh, he energized them. And I'm talking about Jimmy Heath, the Middle Heath brother. And he is one of the foremost voices of the tenor saxophone. And he is also a composer and an arranger and an occasional big band leader. And, of course, he's now one of the revered elder statesmen of jazz music. And he is a real link to jazz music's very important past. Uh, Jimmy grew up, of course, in Philadelphia, began playing the alto saxophone. Um, A lot of musicians at that time were influenced by Charlie Parker. And, of course, Charlie Parker played the alto saxophone. So young people that wanted to play the saxophone That's the instrument they chose. And Jimmy Heath was so good uh, on the alto and so uh, precocious, he was called, and of course he he is also a small man, um, and (laughs) he was called Little Bird. And uh, that's what he was known as, and of course he did record... Um, early, some early recordings on the alto saxophone. Then he later, like a lot of musicians, he felt the the omnipresence of Charlie Parker and he switched instruments and um, began playing the larger tenor saxophone. Same thing happened to Sonny Rollins. Sonny Rollins started out on alto saxophone and switched to tenor and of course the rest is history. John Coltrane did the same thing. Um, they all switched. Hank Mobley was originally an alto saxophone player, and he switched, too. And uh, even Sonny Stitt uh, switched to tenor, but he also continued to play alto. But um, the majority of, of some of these great players um, switched to the larger horn, and that was became their voice. And Jimmy Heath um, was also a very good baritone saxophone player as well, Um, Although recordings on that instrument are are few and far between. But Jimmy was a part of jazz history. And uh, if you go on uh, Wikipedia, you can read a wonderful biography of Jimmy Heath. Uh, It's quite complete, and uh, it's very detailed. So if you have time, check it out. It's, uh, uh, It's worth reading. He's also um, an author. He wrote a book, uh, which is available, and it's called I Walked With Giants. And it's well worth the read. It's a great um, historical and gives you a whole picture of a very important era in jazz music. Anyway, we get to the music on our jazz feature recording. This is uh, Jimmy... When he recorded this album in 1975, he was 49 years old then, and he hadn't recorded under his own name for several years, but he was very active at that time because he was playing all the time. So his, um, his work on this uh, recording is uh, quite profound, and I think this is one of the finest. If I was going to turn someone on to a recording by Jimmy Heath, if some, if some younger person asked me to do so, I would pick this one um, because this really emphasizes his playing, of course. Uh, even though uh, five of the six compositions on the album are his, um, it emphasizes his playing because he's, he's in a, a prime quartet setting, and it's a perfect, um, a perfect setting for Jimmy Heath to really show off his playing skills, which he does. And, of course, the rhythm section on here is superb. The Cadillac of New York rhythm sections. The great Barry Harris on piano, who is still alive and well. And the late Sam Jones, one of the greatest of all bassists. And on drums, we all miss him, Smiling Billy Higgins on drums. And, of course, Jimmy Heath on uh, mostly tenor saxophone, but there are a couple of tunes where he picks up the smaller soprano saxophone, and he has a beautiful sound and approach on that instrument as well. So this album was originally issued on the Xanadu label, and as I said, it was recorded September 22, 1975, in New York City. The album is called Picture of Heath, and it really is a very fine portrait, musical portrait of this man. So we have six tunes, and as I said, five out of the six are Jimmy Heath compositions. So we begin with, it's a great start, and it's my favorite track on the album because it's, it's really one of Jimmy's finest solos, and it's a composition of his, which is in the minor key, and that's what it's called, For Minors Only. And then we have a standard tune, the great Johnny Green uh, standard that every tenor saxophonist plays. Well, Jimmy plays it on soprano and the tenor saxophone. He solos on both of those instruments, and he delivers a beautiful version of the perennial favorite, Body and Soul. Then we get to the title track of the album. It's called A Picture of Heath. And that's a piece of music that he wrote uh, back in the mid 50s. And tune number four is dedicated to a friend of his and is called Brew Slim. Tune number five is dedicated to the members of the African American community and it's called simply All Members. And Jimmy plays soprano saxophone throughout that particular piece. And the final piece is a very famous composition that he recorded for a Miles Davis session back in 1952. And um, it's one of Jimmy's better-known compositions, and it ends the album. The the tune is called C.T.A. So here, then, our jazz feature album. Sit back and enjoy A Picture of Heath.
0: Mm-hmm. (音楽) so The top of the top
1: Our jazz feature this evening, a wonderful album recorded before his um, 49th birthday in 1975 for Xanadu Records, Jimmy Heath, the featured artist on tenor and a couple, on a couple of tunes on his uh, great sounding soprano saxophone, backed up by a Cadillac rhythm section, Barry Harris on piano who is still with us, and Sam Jones on bass, the late, great Sam Jones, and the late and wonderful Billy Higgins on drums. Jimmy Heath, of course, is still very much a part of uh, uh, jazz music today. He still tours, plays, composes, occasionally leads a big band, and he's 92 years old and uh, still has the energy of, uh, of a young man He appeared here a couple of years ago in the uh, Vancouver International Jazz Festival and uh, a wonderful concert uh, with some much younger musicians, but uh, he energized them and, uh, of course, uh, sounded uh, marvelous. This is a very fine example, maybe one of the finest, of Jimmy Heath's playing and composing as well, because he um, wrote five of the six tunes on this album. So we began with his composition, Four Minors Only, and then we heard Jimmy on both uh, soprano and tenor saxophone doing the perennial ballad, Body and Soul. Then we went back to uh, the title track was tune number three, Picture of Heath, then we moved to tune number four, which was entitled "Brew Slim." And then we heard a tune where he played entirely the whole tune on soprano saxophone. It's a composition of his called "All Members." And the final tune was a tune that he composed for a very famous Miles Davis recording session. It took place in 1952 and uh, Jimmy was on that date, as a matter of fact, and he composed the tune for um, that group, and the the tune was entitled C.T.A. Jimmy Heath, the middle Heath brother. Now, his brother, his oldest brother, Percy Heath, of course, was um, one of the finest bassists in jazz music, and uh, the youngest Heath, who is, as I said, not so young anymore, wonderful drummer, and still active, Albert Tootie-Heath. And Jimmy was the middle brother of that redoubtable family, all from Philadelphia. And Jimmy is a living history of uh, one of the most important periods of jazz music. He also, um, his biography is available. It's called I Walked With giants and you can check that out you can uh, look it up on uh, on google and if you've never uh, read the book it is well worth reading and of course if you go on uh, wikipedia um, also on your computer you can there is a very good bio of uh, jimmy heath some of the bios are not 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 very good or not very complete or anything like that, but the one on Jimmy Heath is especially good and covers um, his career quite well, and it's well-written. So check it out. Our jazz feature artist this evening, Jimmy Heath. You are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR-FM 101.9 or, of course, on your computer, live-streaming, Citr.ca. dot C-A. My name's Gavin Walker, and we'll be right back after some very important messages, including this one. We don't need to tell you that Vancouver has a housing problem.
2: Mass evictions. Mass rent evictions.
0: Unfair rent increases.
2: What happened to rent control and protection from unfair eviction? If these or other housing matters concern you, you may be interested in joining the Vancouver Tenants Union. For more information, visit tenantsunion.ca.
0: The Crane Library is looking for student volunteers to record textbooks for those who cannot use print at the university. If you are a UBC student who is
2: computer literate with an ability to read university material aloud and you have a willingness to learn new techniques, we ask for a two-hour commitment once a week. For additional information
0: and to set up an edition, call 604-822-6114 or email crane.volunteer at ubc.ca.
1: Well, we might have an interesting uh, week of weather this week. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Tonight, of course, it's pouring rain and and, uh, uncomfortably cold out there. And the rain should end uh, around midnight. Then it's going to be cloudy. And uh, there may be some snow, of course, uh, flurries at higher levels and in the suburbs, of course, Vancouver and the Fraser Valley and that sort of thing. The temperature is going to go down to about plus 2. Then tomorrow is going to be mainly cloudy with a low of 2 and a high of 7. Wednesday is going to be a mix of sun and cloud with a low of 3 and a high of 9. Then periods of rain on Thursday with a low of 2 and a high of 7. Then (laughs) sunny on Friday with a low of 3 and a high of 9. It's getting up there. And Saturday and Sunday is going to be a mix of sun and cloud with lows down to about two above and highs between 12 and 13. So maybe this is the oncoming spring that we've been waiting for. Hmm? The warming of the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's our weather picture for the week.
0: You're listening to CITR 101.9, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on
2: the traditional, unceded, Coast Salish territory of the Honkameenem-speaking Musqueam people.
1: We're going to uh, take you to Seattle, the middle of the 60s, at a club in Seattle called the Penthouse. Now, the Penthouse Jazz Club in Seattle had nothing to do with the Penthouse here in Vancouver. Let me tell you. Um, The Penthouse in Seattle was strictly a jazz club, and it was run by uh, a real character by the name of Charlie Puzo. And uh, Charlie knew what he liked, and brought in some great artists. All kinds of people played at the, uh, at the penthouse, from Miles Davis to Alma Jamal to Bill Evans to John Coltrane, and in this case, the great Cannonball Adderley and his band, Julian Cannonball Adderley. And um, his band at that time included Brother Nat, of course, on cornet, Julian on uh, alto saxophone, Joe Zavanel on piano, Victor Gaskin on bass, and the great Roy McCurdy on drums, who was just recently here in Vancouver. Roy is still alive and well and playing like he's 21 years old, and he's, <laughs> he's in his 80s, and uh, an amazing, um, amazing musician. Anyway, this was recorded at the penthouse uh, in June of 1966, And this is a composition we haven't quite finished with Jimmy Heath here. This is a composition that we're going to hear dedicated to his older brother, the great bassist Percy. And he called that composition Big P. And we're going to hear a brief introduction by my good friend, one of the great uh, jazz DJs, Jim Wilkie. And he's going to uh, introduce the band and then... uh, Then we get to hear the marvelous version of Big P. Here we go.
2: Hello, and welcome to half an hour of jazz, live and direct from the penthouse, just off Pioneer Square here in the heart of old Seattle. Tonight, Seattle welcomes back Cannonball Adderley and the Quintet.
1: Big P. That's a familiar way to begin playing. In fact, it seems we always begin playing Big P here in Seattle. Maybe it's uh, the way we feel about things, one way or another. The Big P, written by Jimmy Heath. Of course, that was the voice of the inimitable Cannonball Adderley. Extroing, out the, the tune that we just heard, written by Jimmy Heath, as Cannonball said, and the tune was dedicated to his big brother Percy and entitled "Big P." Julian Cannonball Adderley, leading, the band, on alto saxophone, one of the major voices of that instrument, brother Nat on cornet, never to be underrated. Joe Zavanol on piano, Victor Gaskin on bass, and Roy McCurdy on drums, all recorded at the Penthouse Jazz Club in Seattle in uh, June of 1966. And, of course, it's available on this um, marvelous new album uh, that's just been put out um, on real to real recordings. It's called Swingin' in Seattle. With Cannibal Adderley, and of course these are all from archival tapes that uh, the great jazz DJ that we heard in the intro uh, to that piece, Jim Wilkie, had in his possession because they were all uh, radio broadcasts. So the sound quality is uh, is pretty good on this recording, and of course the playing, as you heard, is absolutely superb. We're going to change the pace a little bit with a musician that was born in Toronto. I'm talking about the great Kenny Wheeler. We've been featuring a fair amount of Kenny Wheeler's music on uh, the show and uh, I just love his his compositions and orchestrations and of course his playing on trumpet and flugelhorn. Kenny was born in Toronto and rather than go and seek his fortune uh into the US which was fairly difficult uh for um basically an unknown musician to go down in the States and try and get, uh, un- you know, unless you're traveling with a name band or some big pop artist or something like that, it's pretty difficult. So Kenny, of course, um, went to England and settled in London. And, of course, uh, London had a burgeoning jazz scene over there, and Kenny, um, once he settled in, in England, became a big part of the uh, British jazz scene, and, of course, remained there uh, basically for the rest of his life. And, of course, he continued over the years to produce some incredible music and uh, perform with uh, some of the best musicians in the world. This is um, from a wonderful album called Kayak. And it was recorded in 1992 with the late, great Kenny Wheeler playing trumpet and flugelhorn. Um, an ensemble put together by him, John Rook on French horn, Stan Sultzman on uh, soprano and tenor saxophone and flute, and Julian Arguelles on soprano and tenor saxophones, Dave Horler on trombone, um, Dave Stewart on bass trombone and tuba, John Taylor on piano, uh, Chris Lawrence on bass, and the great Peter Erskine on drums and the only American in the band. And we're going to hear two pieces of music. The first one is actually a combination of two pieces. It's called Gentle Peace, Old Ballad. And then we're going to hear the title track, Kayak, from this uh, marvelous album recorded the 1st of May, 1992, in London, Kenny Wheeler. you. very provocative and evocative music of the great Kenny Wheeler, and he composed and arranged those two pieces that we heard, actually three pieces, um, with his ensemble that he uh, put together in May of 1992 in London. Kenny Wheeler on trumpet and flugelhorn with John Brooke on French horn If you heard a solo by a tenor saxophone, it was Stan Soltzman. And Julian Arguelles, also on soprano and tenor saxophones. And if you heard a trombone solo, it was David Horler. Dave Stewart played bass trombone and tuba. John Taylor on piano. Chris Lawrence on bass. And none other than Peter Erskine on drums. And we heard three pieces of music written by Kenny Wheeler. The first uh, piece was entitled Gentle Peace, and that segued into Old Ballad. And then we heard the title track, entitled Kayak, and that was the final long piece of music. Music of Kenny Wheeler, always provocative and, as I said, evocative as well. You know, it's always interesting to uh, run into a bunch of musicians that I've never heard of, and all these guys are from New Orleans. And uh, this is an album called Walk, Don't Run, and it's just been released um, on Slammin' Media Records and recorded in New Orleans. And a whole group of uh, younger musicians from that great city that produced jazz music in the first place. And um, it, this music is not uh, about second line or uh, um, any, any of the kind of stuff that's associated with uh, New Orleans music. This is straight ahead modern jazz. And uh, there are venues in uh, New Orleans that uh, that feature this style of music. And obviously, these guys play there. We're going to hear Jonathan Bauer, who leads the band and composed the music on trumpet. Alexander Geddes is on tenor saxophone, Ryan Hanseller on piano, Alex Diring on acoustic bass, and Gerald Watkins Jr. on drums. And we're going to hear two compositions from this album, Walk, Don't Run. The first one is entitled Chattin', and the second piece of music is called Violet. So here, then, is the Jonathan Bauer quintet from the Crescent City. (laughs) ¶¶ That was a couple of tunes that we heard from this uh, album entitled Walk, Don't Run. And there's a bunch of young musicians from the city of New Orleans, Crescent City. And we heard the leader, Jonathan Bauer, on trumpet, with Alexander Geddes on tenor saxophone, Ryan Hanseler on piano, Alex Diring on bass, and Gerald Watkins Jr. On drums and two compositions written by Jonathan Bauer Uh, the first one was entitled Chattin and the second tune uh, sort of had a Coltrane flavor entitled Violet and uh, there's more on this album from Slammin Media and I think it's great and it's marvelous that um, it's always interesting um when I was sent this album, I'd never heard of any of these guys. I had no idea who they were. So I thought, well, I don't know. And I put it on my CD player at home and went, yeah, this is right up my alley. I'm going to put this on the jazz show. <laughs> there you go. And uh, we'll hear more of this album because I think it's excellent um, on future shows. Jonathan Bauer from New Orleans. Just remember that name. We uh, have a couple of important messages to tell you about, and we'll be back. You are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca for live streaming. My name's Gavin Walker, and we'll be back in a moment.
2: lord, I need a creative outlet. How on earth can I channel everything that's inside of me?
1: You know you can do that at CITR and Discorder, right? Pardon me? Yeah, you can illustrate for Discorder
2: magazine or take photographs of events and artists and they can teach you how to use Photoshop in their media lab. That is so exhilarating. It fills my soul with lightning. Yeah, just email volunteer at CITR.ca and they can help you get started or just come into the station whenever. I wouldn't miss
1: it
0: for the world. Do you want to know more about human rights abuses, global issues, and international politics? Are you interested in writing to foreign and local governments in response to global crises? Are you ready to give peace a chance? If your answer is yes, then Amnesty International UBC may be the club for you. Check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash aiubc or send us an email at amnestyubc at gmail.com.
1: Yes, I'd like to uh, mention a couple of websites. One of them is the website of the Redoubtable Coastal Jazz and Blues Society. Of course, they have their up-and-coming concerts. They produce the Vancouver International Jazz Festival. They also uh, are involved with one of Vancouver's finest jazz clubs, and that's Frankie's. Frankie's Jazz Club, which is located down on Beattie Street. Uh, Of course, um, on the website of the Coastal Jazz and Blues Society, coastaljazz.ca. You can book tables at Frankie's, you can see the uh, up-and-coming schedule, Uh, find out the artists that you would like to hear, and and concerts, um, evenings that you would like to attend, and you can uh, do all that stuff on their website, which is very comprehensive. And of course, get a line. Also, on uh, up-and-coming concerts that are produced by the Coastal Jazz and Blues Society. So that's coastaljazz.ca. And another fine website, vancouverjazz.com. There's all sorts of uh, interesting links on that site as well. And uh, worth your while if you've never checked it out. Vancouverjazz.com and, of course, coastaljazz.ca. And, of course, um, always mention Pat's Pub. Pat's Pub, an important venue, especially Saturday afternoons, and it's usually just packed down there because there's no cover charge at Pat's, and some of our finest musicians perform there, and of course, it's very comfortable and a nice atmosphere, very friendly, Um, plenty of parking in that area, which is, of course, uh, just east of the... uh, Downtown East Side, well, at least the most notorious part. Um, it's in the Patricia Hotel, the historic Patricia Hotel, and Pat's Pub. Every Saturday afternoon from three until seven, and of course um, there there are other events that uh, take place at Pat's Pub that are of of interest to jazz listeners as well. So. Um, when you go there, you can check it out and inquire as as well. So check out Pat's Pub every Saturday afternoon, three to seven. No cover. There you go. You know, a lot of great musicians played in sort of more uh, commercially oriented bands, and um, this stuff is so good. It was. I'm going to take you back to 1951. And this is a band put together by the redoubtable Johnny Otis. Johnny Otis, of course, sings, plays the vibes, and leads this band. I'm not going to name all the people in the band because you probably never heard of them. Uh, however, uh, there are some, a couple of prominent people in the band that uh, became famous. One of them is one of the trumpet players by the name of Gerald Wilson, uh, who went on to lead his own band in Los Angeles. And playing the tenor saxophone in here and taking the bulk of the solos is none other than Ben Webster. And, of course, um, all the other folks uh, in the band. As I said, you probably have never heard of any of the musicians, so I'm not going to um, go through all the names or anything, except the leader, of course, the great and wonderful Johnny Otis. Mm-hmm. original, Originally from Vallejo, California. That's right. And, of course, went on to fame and fortune, Johnny Otis. Anyway, we're going to hear four tunes, uh, all done in, in Los Angeles uh, in December of 1951. <laughs> That's a long time ago. first one is kind of a novelty piece that features uh, Johnny on vocals. It's called Oopy Doo. The second one is Count Basie's great tune, and we hear Johnny's version of the One O'Clock Jump. And then we're going to hear one called The One-Nighter Blues, And then we're going to end the set with um, another composition by Johnny Otis called Goomp Blues. So here then, the big band of Johnny Otis. All right, I have to program. <laughs> uh, that's not quite uh, what I announced. Uh, this is live radio, and uh, I have to get to the right track of all the tunes that uh, we were going to hear, and we will do that in just one moment. And, okay, here we go. Oopie-doo. dooby
2: doo bee doo dooby doo bee doo dooby doo Oopie-doo Oopie-doo That's all you gotta do If you meet a gal and you think she's nice you don't know what to say. Take my advice. Ooby-dooby-dooby-doo. 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 dooby doo ooby doo ooby doo. That's all you gotta do. Come here, Mama. Bring Grandma, too. Scissors in the yard hollering. ooby doo dooby doo Ooby-dooby-dooby-doo. Ooby-dooby-doo. rooster thought it was a hen waited two years for the eggs to begin said look here bird what you gonna do the rooster looked up and said ooby dooby doo ooby doo dooby doo dooby doo
1: That was fun music, recorded way back in nineteen fifty one in los angeles and that was a great band led by the wonderful Johnny Otis, who uh, sang, encouraged the band, and played the vibes and There was uh, some really great people in the band, including uh, Mr. Otis himself, of course, Gerald Wilson on trumpet and um Most of the wonderful tenor saxophone solos were played by the great Ben Webster, and we heard Curtis Lowe soloing on that last piece on baritone saxophone. We heard some uh, really uh, great blues guitar work by Pete Guitar Lewis and several other people. Devonia Williams played the uh, piano, and... Whole bunch of other people that you probably never heard of. Anyway, that was the Johnny Otis Orchestra. And we opened with a novelty piece by Johnny. He sung it called Oopy Doo. And then we moved to Count Basie's One O'Clock Jump. Then we heard another um, piece of music by Johnny called One Nighter Blues. And the final piece, the boogie woogie kind of a feel on that one, was called Goomp Blues and that was written by Johnny Otis as well. Great band, and obviously music for fun and dancing and uh, clap your hands, good time music. We're going to turn our attention to one of the geniuses of jazz music, and I was very proud to be acquainted with Eddie Harris. We did some hanging out when he uh, played here in Vancouver. Played at the Landmark Jazz Bar um, back in the day. And um, Eddie and I spent some time together. And what a great inspirational musician. This cat knew everything and could play anything. But he was also a master of electronics. And, of course, this was part of his entourage as well. We're going to hear Eddie's quartet. And of course he uh, plays the electric saxophone and and there's all kinds of attachments to it so he can make a whole variety of sounds. And we're going to hear him with his band with uh, Jody Christensen on piano, sometimes known as simply Jody Christian, depending on uh, (laughs) whatever. Um, So uh, also on, and Jody was a Chicago legend as well, uh, as Eddie Harris and uh, Melvin Jackson on bass and Billy Hart on drums we're going to hear two tunes recorded at the uh, um, at the village gates in New York City and the first one is entitled moving on out and we're going to follow that with uh, one called funky do the great Eddie Harris
0: Electrified Eddie Harris.
1: The incomparable Eddie Harris, recorded at the top of the gate in New York City, and that's from an album called High Voltage. And, of course, Eddie playing, pulling out all the stops on his, uh, all his electronic attachments to his uh, saxophone. And, of course, uh, all the members of his uh, great quartet, Jody Christensen on piano, Melvin Jackson on bass, and Billy Hart on drums. And we heard three tunes by Eddie Harris. The first one was entitled Moving On Out. The second one was called Funky Do. And the third one was his big hit, Listen Here. Eddie Harris, hmm recorded at the top of the gate, the village gate in New York City, high voltage, hmm Eddie knew all the stuff about uh, electronic uh, uh, instruments and uh, he could play anything and uh, did everything so well. And he's missed. Eddie Harris. We're going to hear one of the great tenor saxophone tag team matches now. Gene Ammons, who of course appears on our theme song, one of the great voices of the tenor saxophone, he, like Eddie Harris, is from Chicago, and Sonny Stitt. And Ammons and Stitt had a mutual admiration society for many years. They they um, started playing together about 1951 and uh, toured all over North America and then, of course, went their own separate ways for many years and, and reunited many times uh, because... Uh, as Sonny Stitt says, well, I think Gene Ammons likes me, but I love Gene. <laughs> and Stitt was, um, a tremi- he lo- always liked to work alongside another saxophone player because he was a tremendous competitor. But with Gene, he didn't compete. He talked and, and, and just played. And uh, th- there was no rivalry between these, uh, these two men. This was a mutual admiration society. So the band accompanying uh, Ammons and Stitt, Don Patterson, one of the great organ players in jazz history, Paul Whedon on guitar, and Billy James on drums, and of course Gene Ammons and Sonny Stitt on on tenor saxophones. We're going to hear two tunes from this album called Boss Tenors in Orbit, and we're going to hear the old um, traditional tune, John Brown's body. You know, John Brown's body was a moldering in his grave. Yeah, that one. And um, great standard that everybody played. Bye bye, Blackbird. So here then, Ammons and Stitt. you mm-hmm. In terms of tenor saxophone, it doesn't get much better than Gene Ammons and Sonny Stitt. Now, Gene Ammons is the guy with the bigger sound, always soloed first in that uh, in that group. And, of course, the great, incredible virtuoso Sonny Stitt on the other tenor saxophone. Ammons and Stitt, best friends, and they just love playing together, obviously. We heard two tunes, um... The band was Don Patterson on Hammond organ, Paul Whedon on guitar, and Billy James on drums. And all of this was recorded in 1962 at Rudy Van Gelder's studios. And obviously Ammons and Stitt and the rest of the band were having a ball. We heard John Brown's Body was the first piece of music. That's, of course, an old traditional piece and the second piece, of course, was uh, Bye Bye Blackbird. And that's from an album called Boss Tenors in Orbit, Emmons and Stitt. We're going to hear from Art Blakey. and He's going to close this show. We have three tunes from an incredible album that came out on Impulse Records. And that, that's what it's called, Impulse, Art Blakey and the Jazz Messengers. And this was the last recording. Uh, Lee Morgan had been with the band, the great trumpeter, had been with the band since 1958. And uh, this album was recorded in 1961. And this was uh, in the summer of 1961. And this was the last um, appearance by Lee Morgan with this band. Um, He left for a variety of reasons. And his place was taken by Freddie Hubbard. And of course, Lee eventually came back to the band in 1965 for about a year or so. Anyway, that's another story. Um, On trombone was someone who was not yet in the band, uh, but Art Blakey asked them to come in for this recording session, and he did. And a few months later, he became a permanent member of the Jazz Messengers. So we hear Curtis Fuller on trombone. On tenor saxophone, the musical director of the band, Wayne Shorter, in rare form on this. And Bobby Timmons is still with the band on piano. And Jimmy Merritt on bass. And, of course, the great Art Blakey on drums. And this is a classic album. was recorded for Impulse Records. We hear... Uh, the opener is Curtis Fuller's great tune um, called a La Mode. And then we're going to hear a, a wonderful uh, rendition of the Ronislaw Caper tune, Invitation. And that's a, a Wayne Shorter arrangement of that tune. And we're going to close the set with a standard, but a standard that wasn't uh, very often played by many people. It's a tune called Circus. So here then, Art Blakey's Jazz Messengers from this classic album. Here we go. mm Three tunes from a classic Art Blakey album that came out on Impulse Records and it featured Lee Morgan on trumpet along with Wayne Shorter on tenor saxophone, Curtis Fuller on trombone, three horn front line and Bobby Timmons at the piano, Jimmy Merritt on bass and of course Art Blakey on drums. The first tune was written by Curtis Fuller, and that was entitled A la Mode. Then we heard the uh, wonderful uh, arrangement by Wayne Shorter of Bronislaw Capers' a wonderful tune called Invitation. And then we heard um, a standard tune that wasn't very often played by jazz guys, and uh, Shorter did the arrangement on that tune as well, and it was called Circus. Art Blakey and the Jazz Messengers ending another edition of The Jazz Show on CITR-FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. My name's Gavin Walker, and thank you very much for being with us this evening. Hope you can join us next week. Of course, we begin the show right at 9 o'clock and carry on until, uh, well, well after midnight. So take care of yourselves. Um, enjoy, well, the, the weather. It, it's it's going to be up and down for a little while, but I think it's going to start getting warmer, and I think we're going to see a lot more spring in Vancouver. We can only hope. Take care. Bye for now.
2: Ba do